And good afternoon, Pittsburgh Steelers fans. Welcome to another edition of Steelers Brunch with Tony. Thank you, as always, for joining me out there in the live chat and everywhere. And uh, happy, uh, happy Labor Day. And before I get started, as always, I'd like to encourage you to subscribe to our YouTube channel where we bring you uh, podcasts each and every day. There's the, there's the Standard is the Standard. There's the Steelers Preview. There's the Stat Geek, the, the Big Bros Sco Show, hosted by co-editor, behind the curtain co-editor, Dave Schofield, and his big brother, Rich. I finally have his first name. I finally remember his first name, Rich. There's uh, the live mic hosted every Friday evening by uh, Behind the Still Curtain deputy editor, Michael Beck. He also co-hosts the, the uh, it's now called Know Your Enemy with Jeffrey Benedict every Wednesday. I think it's at nine o'clock. There is Steelers Q&A every Monday at five with yours truly and Brian Anthony Davis. And starting next week, the day after the Steelers in Giants game, it'll be called. It'll be. It'll revert back over to the Steelers hangover where, where we discuss that game, and that'll be the same format each and every week after the day after a Steelers game. And then there's the uh, Let's Ride, hosted every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday by Behind the Store Curtain co-editor Jeff Hartman, and that's that's audio only. And the Retro Show, which will will be every Tuesday with uh, Brian Anthony Davis and me. So there's, there's plenty out there for you as far as podcasts, and you can, in addition to YouTube, you can find the audio versions on just about any platform where you can you can listen to podcasts. There's Spotify, there's Stitcher, there's Google, just just about everywhere. And of course, please check out Behind the Still Curtain, the website where we bring you breaking news every day. We bring you commentary. We bring you, as is the case today, the the that we, we're tracking the Steelers' uh, cuts as they make their cuts down to, to the final 53 as they prepare for the 2020 regular season. So please check that out. And I uh, thank you all for joining me in the live chat. We have many familiar faces Dave Shipley, Jared Devil, Maddie Peverall, Donald Nolan, Steelers Pittsburgh. The list goes on and on. Ezra, James Callball. So thank you all for joining me. And this is a pretty big day for me. It's like, uh, I feel like, uh, I feel like Walter Cronkite presiding over a very big moment. I, I get to talk about the Steelers as they, uh, as, to repeat, as they cut down their roster from 80 to 53, which will ha has to be finalized by 4 PM today. And uh, not too many, not, not much news coming out in that regard yet, other than Tuzar Skipper, he was last year's preseason darling, the the winner of the the Isaac Redman Award behind so curtain Isaac Redman Award that we always hand out to that year's camp darling, preseason darling. And uh he was he made the roster last year, but he was quickly cut and he he was picked up by the Giants and they cut him during the season and then he was Resigned by the Steelers, and, and and of course, word came out last night that he was once again cut. And I, I guess there's a uh, there's a bit of a moral to that story, and that's the preseason isn't everything. And last year, if you remember, I think he had four or five sacks during the preseason. And I remember his last Labor Day at this time uh, on the on the Q and A. We were we were both Brian and I were just amazed 
we were flabbergasted that that skipper was cut and and um and of course he again he, he was he, he they they resigned him and, and there was hope that he could make that leap this year and and, and build on that 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 potential he showed last summer he's an undrafted free agent out of kent state i want to say and uh but it it, it, it just didn't happen I, I i don't know why maybe he's just just a uh he's not, he's he, he hasn't learned the playbook maybe he's not he's not good with the details as mike tomlin likes to say he's not on the details maybe he doesn't like to play uh within the framework of a team defense maybe he's just not very good against people that aren't fellow down the liners that you that you would meet in a preseason game guys that are undrafted free agents or lower round draft picks it could be any number of reasons but but um I guess uh, with that cut, that tells me that that Ola Adeni is is going to make the team again. I would I would assume because you're not going to go into the season with three outside linebackers. We all we already know Alex Alex uh, Highsmith is going to make the team. In fact, from what I understand, listening to some of the insiders, like uh, um, oh gosh, who was the guy's name? That doesn't matter. But uh, one of the Ray Fittipaldo, Ray Fittipaldo of the Pittsburgh Post Gazette, he was on with. Uh, on the fan yesterday talking about about Alex Highsmith and they asked him if, if they if he thought that they would have a if he would have a a, uh, a role in the defense other than um special teams and he said yeah he thinks he thinks they're gonna he's gonna get see some playing time so that's encouraging so that tells me that that he's gonna be your your primary backup at outside linebacker and I guess Ola would be the uh the uh, the fourth so that's the first big cut to come along uh, to come down the pike and uh it'll be interesting to see uh who else gets the axe i mean i don't expect any any other huge surprises you know any big big name guys like like a um uh, like an alejandro villanueva since he's a veteran and he, he's gonna he's gonna be he, he makes a uh a, a nice buck i don't i don't expect them to, to cut somebody like that or 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 even Jalen Samuels. I know a lot of people are expecting him to, to, to get cut, but but I think they're going to keep him around for another year. And uh, uh, I think they're going to keep Ryan Switzer. I think he'll he'll make it as the fifth receiver. And, and if they do keep six, it sounds like uh, Deion Kane is in line to um, to be the number six guy. And uh, as far as like the secondary is concerned, th- there's an undrafted free agent. Uh, James Pierre, that's all of a sudden getting a lot of uh, positive publicity. So there's talk that he's gonna he's gonna make the final cut and be a, a, a backup cornerback for them. And Marcus Allen, it looks like he's gonna survive for a third year, and uh, looks like his role is gonna be expanded. He's gonna play a. Uh, they're gonna expect him to play more of a a, do, a hybrid, you know, dime linebacker uh, in the box safety. Uh, so that's interesting. And, it, and, and when it comes to a guy like Antoine Brooks, um, the, uh, six round pick out of Maryland, uh, is he going to make the team? We haven't heard a whole lot of, about him at all uh, throughout camp, or is he going to be cut? Is he going to go to the practice squad or is, are they going to keep him around and, and, uh, cut somebody like Jordan Dangerfield, who I think we, we pretty much know what he can do as a safety He's pretty much his, uh, his strength is is run run is a, is a run stopper. He's not much of a coverage guy, and he's more of a special teams guy. So, 
you know, maybe they decide that, look, we know we have a Jordan Dangerfield. He, he's he's already reached his potential. He's already uh, tapped out his potential. Let's see what we have with this Antoine Brooks and, and let's keep him on the roster. Or maybe since this is the year that um, you can add just about anybody to the practice squad, maybe they, maybe they're, if they're afraid to lose an Antoine Brooks, maybe they, maybe they really like him and they think they can develop him and they're afraid to lose him. Maybe they, they work out something with Dangerfield and they, they sign him to the practice squad for a year and uh, they, they protect Brooks on their 53 man roster. I mean, there's a lot, a lot of interesting choices, a lot of interesting decisions. This big damn McCullers make the team. Does uh, Jordan, is Jordan Dangerfield's job safe as the punter or do they go with the, uh, the Corliss Waitman? I think that's how you say his name. We haven't heard much from him as far as how he's been doing at camp. Right. I mean, there's, there's a lot of unknowns. Um, what about, uh, this isn't really a, a matter of who, of, of any cuts, but who's, who's going to ultimately win the uh, right tackle spot between Shuk Sikorafor and Zach Banner yesterday at, at, at his press conference after, after training camp practice, after his final practice at training camp, Tomlin was non noncommittal. He, he wouldn't commit to either guy as, as winning the job. So it doesn't really matter as far as I'm concerned, who wins that job, uh, what I'm more worried about is, was it a quality competition? Was it a close competition? And all, and for all the right reasons. And uh, because uh, you want the winner of that of that job to to provide you the same level of, of performance as uh, Matt Filer la the last couple of years. And before him, Marcus Gilbert, who had evolved into one of the better right tackles in the game before injuries derailed his, his career in Pittsburgh. So, and uh, the loser of that, of that, competition it's going to be your swing tackle your backup tackle and your jumbo tight end and possibly I, I mentioned big al at the beginning of the show he's going to be your uh possibly that could be your his replacement at left tackle if 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 uh you know the steelers want to want to maybe move on from villanueva is next year as, as we keep as we've mentioned several times they have a lot of tough decisions to make as far as their salary cap over the next year or two with the uh with the uh, um, assumed the presumed drop in in in, in the salary from one ninety eight to maybe one seventy five, but certainly certainly somewhere in between one ninety eight and one seventy five next year. So a lot of interesting decisions, and that's that's the first thing I wanted to talk about. I I, I think it's it, it 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 speaks a lot to to the the kind of team that the Steelers have that they don't have a lot of tough decisions as far as cut down. There's not going to be a lot of surprises, right? So uh, as they prepare for the uh, 2020 season, in fact, that, that, that there aren't a lot of surprises, even though they have missed the playoffs two years in a row. I think that, 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 that speaks well for them. I mean, you might say, well, why did they miss the playoffs the last two years? Well, I think last year was a, uh, was pretty obvious why, why they missed the playoffs. They, they were without their best player, their quarterback. So that, that contributed. They probably would have made it if, uh, ben Roethlisberger was was uh, was healthy, but I think there's a lot of there's there's a lot of hope for them for uh, 2020. I think as they uh, as they round out their uh, their 50 final 53 man roster and and even you know let, let's be real after even after today they're probably gonna gonna um, make more changes before the the Giants game because they do every year they're gonna probably cut somebody that 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 just barely made the roster today and pick up somebody else. You know I saw that. Sean Davis, who who was a starter here for a number of years, he was cut by the Redskins. 
And if they can get him back at a, at a vet minimum, maybe he, he received a $2 million signing bonus from Washington. So, so uh, maybe they can get him on the cheap for a year. And, and here's a guy who would, you know, you're talking about depth. I mean, he started at strong safety, he started at free safety for them and he even played uh, the slot corner early in his career, his rookie year back in 2016, before he made the uh, permanent switch to safety. So he, he offers position flexibility for them. So maybe that's somebody that they, you know, there's a, been a lot of positive things said about Curtis Riley, the veteran that they picked up from the Raiders and that he could, he could be the, uh, the veteran backup that they, that they needed safety, but maybe, you know, they, they like Sean Davis better. They, they, they more comfortable, more comfortable with him. They, he was in their system for, again, for, for four years. So we'll see it, you know, so it's not even after the, today, there will be, there will still be more decisions made on their roster. And, uh, Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price. Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas city, go Kevin or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. The next thing I want to talk about is the the lack of injuries uh, so far in training camp, or not so far, training camp's over. But throughout training camp, you didn't hear a whole heck of a lot. Just just your typical bumps and bruises that you normally uh, hear about and that players normally uh, get during camp. The, the only significant injury, or at least as far as whether he'll be available for week one, is David DeCastro. Um, he, uh, he's been out since most of the padded practices from what I believe. And I know he, uh, he left practice recently, uh, with an undisclosed injury. I don't know what the injury is. And, and as of his press conference yesterday, Mike Tomlin said that, that, uh, it's still up in the air as to whether or not David, to, to whether or not the Castro can go next week against the giants. I mean, that's probably something, you know, what Tomlin usually says. Uh, we'll let the speak, we'll let the week speak to us, you know, in terms of his availability. So, uh, but the good news is they have, they do have a, a veteran like Stefan Wisniewski. And that's why you bring a guy like that in as a, as a uh, free agent. It's not, it's not a sexy uh, signing. It, it doesn't help you win free agency. Right. But you need a guy like that throughout the course. Of, you, you usually do anyway, throughout the course of a year to, to start a game or two in the event of an injury. I mean, they lost BJ Finney. And they knew they they had to get a a, a guy like the, like like him a quality backup to replace him, and they did. So Wisniewski can play right or left guard. He could play center. So if he had to play for an extended period of time, would would you notice a drop off from DeCastro? Probably. I mean, DeCastro is their best lineman, and 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 he's this era's Alan Fanica, and and when his career is finally over, he's probably going to be a borderline Hall of Famer, a guy that. That makes the, uh, the 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 list every year, like like Fanica has for for the past few years. So yeah, you you would notice a drop off over the course of a over an extended period of time. But for a game or two, a guy like Wisniewski is is invaluable. He's somebody that that you want on your team. He's somebody that could that could save your bacon, so to speak, like a D'Angelo Williams did for them at running back a few years ago when 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 Le'Veon Bell was suspended and he was he you know he he was injured. So that, that that's why 
it's not always about winning free agency. It's about uh, signing the right kind of guys that can help you uh, throughout the course of the year. And I just wanted to, before I, before I lose it in, in, in time, I wanted to get a, uh, a super chat question from Dave, Dave Shipley since he, since he, it's a $5 donation. And we thank you for that. Thank you, Dave. That's, that's always awesome when you, uh, when you're so generous. Uh, do you think the Giants pick up Skipper for inside knowledge? I don't know. I mean, uh, I mean, they had him last year and then he went to New York. I, I don't know what else. I mean, that's a good question. I mean, I, I can, I can see them doing that, but I don't know what kind of, how much in, inside information a guy like Tuzar Skipper is going to be able to provide. So do I see it happening? Possibly. Do I think it's going to be effective? Not, not necessarily. No, but thank you for that question. So that takes care of that part to, to sum it all up. It's great to have a uh, a veteran like like Wisniewski because because uh, he'll probably you're probably going to need him more than once throughout the course of the year. You know, uh, Pouncey has had injury issues throughout his career, and and you know it, it's it's you never know when a mad father is going to go down. Just so to have a guy like 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 uh, a veteran like that who's been around the league, who started in two of the last three Super Bowls, including last year's for Kansas City, it's comforting. It's comforting to have a guy like that. So, so I don't think even if the Castro can't go against the Giants, I, I think the Steelers will be in pretty good shape. So, that's uh, if that's the worst injury news that, that came out of training camp, then the Steelers are going into the uh, regular season in a, in really great shape from a health standpoint. So, that's the uh, the second thing I want to talk about, and and the third thing is, as always, every time there's a uh, a, a every time a big name becomes available, fans want want the Steelers to sign that guy. You heard a little bit a little bit of it when Earl Thomas was was cut a couple weeks ago by the Ravens, but not that much. But certainly last week when Leonard Fournette was cut by the Jaguars, running back, uh, a lot of people went uh, jumped on the bandwagon of want, wanting Pittsburgh to sign him. And you know I get it. You know I get how why why the media and the fans. Uh, uh, are so eager for the Steelers to sign these uh, big name players because you want, you want your team to have the best possible chance of winning. I get that. But when it comes to a guy like a Leonard Fournette or a Earl Thomas or whomever, you know, you have to ask yourself, is that position that this guy plays for, is it a liability for your team? And it's not necessarily a matter of, of uh, a Leonard Fournette being an, up, being an upgrade at running back. Cause of course I think, yeah, you know, he's a four. He was the fourth overall pick in what 2016. To say that he's he's not a more talented running back than a James Conner, that'd be a little dishonest. You know, I mean, we, we we've seen what the guy's been able to do so far during his career. He's a he's a really good running back. The question becomes: Is the running back position that much of a liability for Pittsburgh that they need to go out and get a guy like that? That they need to go out and 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 um and perhaps overspend to get him because is he going to, is he going to, I think he signed with the Bucks or he was going to sign with the Bucks. But as of last week, people wanted the Steelers to get him and, and what would he, what would his role be here? Would he be a starter? Are you going to just say, you know, we, we like what you've, what you've done over the last few years, James Conner, but, but we're going to make a, we, we like what you've done throughout all, all throughout training camp and you're a popular guy on the team and you're, you're becoming a team leader. But we want you to take. We want you to um, 
take a back seat now to this new guy, Leonard Fournette, because we think he's, we think he can help us more than you. Are, are, are they going to do that? And is Fournette going to accept the backup role here? Probably not. I mean, we saw what happened with, with LeGarrette Blunt back in 2014 when, when he signed here to be the backup to provide adequate depth, but he was not happy with his role because Le'Veon Bell was the ultimate workhorse while he was here until, you know, obviously in between suspensions and, and his injuries, he was, I mean, he was the guy. There wasn't a whole heck of a lot of room for, for, for backup reps behind Le'Veon Bell. So with Leonard Fournette at this point of his career, heading into his what year four, year five, would, would he be willing to, to accept the backup role. And I don't think he would. So from that st- standpoint, it wouldn't make any sense. And, and um, just from, from the strength of your position, do you, do you need a guy like that? And I, I don't really think that they do have to go chasing a guy like Leonard Fournette right now. Um, a player like Earl Thomas or Jamal Adams, when he wanted uh, out of New York a month or so ago, that, that might've made sense a few years ago when you were dealing with guys like Mike Mitchell and even Sean Davis as your safeties. And, uh, but not now. I mean, your, your, your secondary is not a liability anymore. It's a strength. So you don't need to go out and, and get a guy like an Earl Thomas who's, who's had his share of problems or, or a player like Jamal Adams, who, who's, uh, uh, who, who wanted out of New York primarily because he wanted a new contract and they weren't willing to give him one yet. You know, he was still on his rookie deal and he wanted a new one. And do you want to take on that kind of a potential headache? You know, so a player like Micah Fitzpatrick a year ago at this time, when, when you had Sean Davis as, as your, as in Terrell Edmonds and you had a, and, and, and Davis was injured and you had a, a, a chance to, 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 to really upgrade your position and, and bring a difference maker into that secondary, a guy that could be one of the best at his position. Yeah. Well, they already did that. You know, they, they, they brought in Fitzpatrick. There's no need to, to, to do that again. Uh, a few years ago, when you're coming off of that, that horrible AFC championship game against the, the Patriots, when your secondary was exposed and you had guys like Ross Cockrell back there and, 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 and Willie Gay, who was getting long in the tooth, uh, a guy like Joe Hayden suddenly becomes available and you do, you, you do something uncharacteristic and you, you, you aggressively go after that guy and you sign him. But uh, if a guy, if a veteran cornerback became available right now, a, a guy the caliber of a Joe Hayden, you don't even think about it because you don't need him anymore. You have Steven Nelson. And of course you have Hayden and you have Mike Hilton as your uh, slot corner. So you don't need to, to worry about a guy like that. So again, it's, it's, it's always, it's always intriguing to think about these, these big name players. I mean, I, I, I was reading a, uh, an article on Facebook, a Steelers article about TJ Watt and the comment section had like five or six comments about how they should go out and sign Adrian Peterson, who was cut by the, uh, by Washington yesterday. You know, I mean, fans are always going to, going to, going to be enamored with those big name players, but it's like, it's not necessarily about, ha- about building, you know, a, a, an all-star roster. It's about finding, 53 players that work together as a team, you know, uh, that, that are good in team defense, for example, in the secondary, that, that, that know how to play great team defense, that, that know how to play, uh, that, that are willing to, like, for example, a receiver or a tight end. Is that guy willing to, to dedicate himself to blocking or is he just want, does he just want his numbers, right? So 
it's not always about going out and getting uh, uh, a fantasy football team. It's about finding the best pieces that fit together for your team and for your schemes and, and the, the direction you want to go as a football team. So that's going to do it for, for part one of this edition of Steelers Brunch with Tony. And I, I thank you for listening. Uh, if, you're, if you're watching on YouTube, stay with me. But if you, uh, if you were listening to this, to the first half of the show on, on uh, one of the uh, many podcasting platforms, please download part two. And I'll be back shortly for part two of Steelers Brunch with Tony.